Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the congregation of the 12 tribes of Israel. For more information, visit riseisrael.com or 12t.co. You can also call that toll-free number, which is 888-447-1695. Or email us at following address, scribe at riseisrael.com. Welcome, 12t.co. Thank you. Shalom, brothers and sisters. We hope that you enjoyed the first recording of Prepare Yourself for Temptation. This is part two. And in this part, before we begin, I have two young brothers that want to ask questions pertaining to that time period. Why are we celebrating 20 years, etc., etc., etc.? They have their own questions, so I don't know. And hopefully you have the same curiosity as them. If not, you can skip this part and just get to class. Thank you. My first question is, what inspired the idea to record these classes? The funny thing is that at that time period, we were just having class. And a brother, he knows who he is, came and brought this karaoke system because we were meeting at that time period in a different location from where we used to. We used to actually congregate in Harlem. And what happened was that there was a congregation there that was really big. But the elders from that location ended up teaching a heresy, which was like that we don't have to keep the laws. They were basically teaching us to break the Sabbaths, the dietary law. It was simply churchianity, but in disguise. So Satan got in that congregation. And once we left to keep the commandments and to follow Christ, because we're not following men, we're following Christ. We were meeting together, a small group of us, and going over scriptures on the Sabbath. And this brother liked the classes that were going, that were happening. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to bring a karaoke system. We could hook it up. And, and he came that Sabbath with it. And we were like, yo, what's this? And we were already going over class. So that's why when you see how class started at, at a certain point, it was not like the beginning, beginning of that class. So that's how it, it happened. Well, if this started with a karaoke system, are there any recordings that you have before this one? This was actually the first recording that we did for ourselves. It wasn't even meant to be for Rogers.com. Now, as I told you before, right, the congregation that we left which we call 127th because that was the street in Harlem. We have recordings for that, from that time period. Although we lost many things, at that time period, a lot of us basically would carry these tape recorders, these small ones that we would pull on the desk where the teacher will be. And those lessons are good, some of them, but some of them are straight trash. You hear madness being taught by some of the elders. So even the, some of the heresies that they taught and some of the wrong understanding, you know, we still got some of those tapes, but there's some of those tapes that are really, really good also. So will there be any other golden tapes or audio recordings from 127th that will be online? That's a very good question. Well, I know that we have some other recordings that we did from 20 years ago that we consider golden tapes. There's a class called is it the law or is it faith? Because that's a question that a lot of people have that I consider to be a great class among others. So we know that we could share those online. 
But as far as those that were from 127th, maybe. That's a big maybe. Just because of the simple fact that some of the people you will be hearing are not people that are still in the truth. Some of them fell off. Some of them might be still around but are teaching heresies to this day. And we don't want to promote wicked men. But maybe, I don't know, maybe the ones from 127th, we might put some here and there, if it's that good. But as far as the other golden tape question, yes, definitely there will be some other golden tapes that we have. And like I said, you know, hopefully this will be something that you could expect, like, oh snap, this is some old school stuff, like from way back in the days, not a recording that happened, you know, recent. So I hope you continue to enjoy the Golden Tapes because I know the more you listen, the more you're going to be like, wow, this is how it was back then. So hopefully you enjoy that. Okay, so going back to Prepare Thyself for Temptation, who is the teacher for this class? (laughs) All right. So the teacher is really Christ. And the reason I say that, I know you like, that's Christ's voice on the tape, you know, <laughs> you know, but in, in reality, it is Christ because of the fact that the scripture says in Matthews 18 and 20, where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them, right? And we know with that the person in the midst of us is Christ. Christ actually gives us the spirit to be able to study the word. And the funny thing is that this was not a planned class. That's the point. It was not a planned class. It was something that happened through the Spirit. We're here together on the Sabbath, and we didn't know who was going to teach. We didn't know what we were going to go over. We didn't know who was going to start going over the Scriptures. But yeah, there was no teacher for this class. And even to this very day when you you might hear a podcast recording, let's say, you never hear, oh, this teacher is the one teaching, or that brother is the one teaching, or whatever. Because in reality, all the praise and the glory goes to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh in the name of His Son, right? I hope that answered your question. Did it sound like a cliche answer? No, not really, no. Okay, all well, praises to the Most High. These are all the questions that we have for you today. Thank you for your time. We hope you enjoy part two of Repair Thy Soul for Temptation. Shalom! <laughs> Romans 8. And verse um, 3, verse 2, it says, For the law of the Spirit of life and Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. The, what he made us free from is the sin that was within us. Remember, when we repent, what is he making us free from? Our own personal sins. It says, and he's making us free because of our sins from death. And that's what Christ is doing for us. And then verse 3 is going to explain it even further. Verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Right, so what it's saying in verse 3, it says, for, the law, for what the law could not do, what law is that talking about? It's going into the laws of Moses. No. It is the laws of Moses, of course, because all the law was given by Moses. But Go ahead, say it was the laws of sacrifice. Exactly. Go ahead, explain it why. Sorry. Because the reason why sacrifice couldn't make us perfect because it was a sacrifice we had to give for us sinning. 
But when Christ came and gave that understanding, it was the sacrifice of our own bodies now that we would have to give that was going to make us perfect through the meditation of the scriptures. Right, not meaning that we ourselves are going to put ourselves in a cross or something like that, but meaning that if we don't repent from our sin, and if we continue in our sin, in the end, the judgment is going to be brought upon us. For whatever we do good, we're going to receive good in our bodies. For whatever we do bad, we're going to receive bad in our bodies. So it says, for what the law cannot do, in that it was weak through the flesh, meaning the lambs, the goats, it was weak. Why? Because it did not remove our sins. It, it did not do anything to our conscience. It did not perfect us. Because what every single year, you would still be offering what? The atonement. That's right. For your sin. Every single day, you were sacrificing for your sin. And the curse was still on us because you were still a sinner. It says... Um, Verse 4. No, it says, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, meaning Christ came as a man, just like me and you and all of us. It says, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Christ condemned sin in the flesh by what? By sacrificing himself to give us what? Remissions of sins. Repentance. Verse 4. Read. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Right. If in the law, can I repent for adultery? No. I couldn't repent for adultery. So if I was an adulterer in the past, what was my judgment according to the law? Death. Right. But now that I was ignorant of that law, and I was an adulterer, and I learned of the law, what, what, what can I do? According to Christ. You can repent. Right. But if I go back to it, what's going to happen to me? Death. <laughs> to my body. So it says, for the law of this, no, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. So Christ came and sacrificed himself, removed the sin away from us, removed the death that was supposed to be brought upon us for our own sins, so that we could fulfill, keep the laws of the Most High. Read on. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Right, we're not walking after sin. Because Christ came and sacrificed himself. But we are walking according to the spirit, which is what? We're walking according to the law, statutes, commandments of the Most High. Read on. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things that are after the flesh. Right, so they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. So, what does it mean that you are of the flesh, first of all? Meaning that you're carnal-minded. Meaning that you're of the world. Carnal-minded, you're of the world. Or you Meaning, <clears throat> you're thinking about things other than the scriptures. You're thinking about everything that's sinful. That's the that's what I'm looking for. You When you are of the flesh, you are of what? Sin. Sin. Because what this Galatians 5 tells us? The, flesh uh, the, the fruits of the flesh, and then list all those things exactly. that are the fruits of the flesh. Which is adultery, fornication, all those things. Now stop. Hold on. Give it back to him. Give it back to him. When it says that you mind the things of the flesh, what does that mean? What do you mean you mind the things of the flesh? That you mind meaning that's, what, that's your business. That's what you're concentrating on. That's what you're worried about. You mind the things of the flesh. If your mind is something meaning you're occupied in it, you're... You're worried about it. You're thinking about it. You're entertained with it. Right. That's exactly that's what, what it you. Means. That is your hobby. That's what you're indulged in. That's what it means to mind. Go real quick to Galatians 5 to explain that same thing you just said. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Galatians. 
19. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery. Stop. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. So now if you mind the things of the flesh, how would you mind the things of the flesh when it comes to adultery? You're going to be looking to sleep with other men's wives, or, other, or women are going to be sleep, looking to sleep with other women's husbands, dealing with somebody that's other than your own man, or basically uh, dealing outside the laws of marriage. So, but the part where you said about women thinking and sleeping with women, others, husbands, other women's husbands, as long as she's single, that's not wrong. Remember, a man can marry more than one wife. <laughs> right, but he has to deal with her according to the law. He can't deal with her according to his Whoremonger, lust. right. Right. But that's not adultery. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but can't deal with her. He got to deal with her according to the scriptures. Right, but she, you said, if she lusts after and looks after another woman's husband. Right, if, if, a, if a woman's married. Right. And there's a single sister. Right. And a single sister's looking at. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. As no. long as, as long as they game together, whatever, so and so. According for. to the scripture. Right. But if she's married and she's looked, there's sin. So it says, um. It'll be adultery or his end. Fornication. Right. right. Okay. It says, um. Uh, the next one is fornication. fornication. Right, there we go. We explained it. <laughs> it says um, uncleanness. So how is it that you mind the things of uncleanness? Give me an example of that. I don't understand that one. Uncleanness could fall into like many different things. <clears throat> it could fall into uh, eating unclean foods. Right. It could fall into... So how would you mind that? Meaning... You're looking at some shrimp platter, and you lusting. You want to, you you, you know, you're eating those things. So know. basically, here it is. I come to you. You can't eat that. That's unlawful according to the law. Nah, brother. Nah, brother. Nah. Nah. God doesn't care about those things. Yeah. He, it's not what goes in that comes out through the through the drought. Yeah. It's what's in the mind of a man that matters. Right. Or you'll say, or you'll say, I can't live life without it, brother. You minding it. Now it's become your God. You're like, oh, brother, nah, brother. You don't know the, the, the nutrients that this thing brings. You know, the foolishness. The next one says, lasciviousness. What is that? That's a big word, lasciviousness. It's sexual immorality. That was very vague. It is going to stay vague. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, lasciviousness is... Um, you haven't, you know, thank you. Lasciviousness is you just being loose about a lot of sexual situations. It goes into concupiscence, which is evil sexual desire, but it's your own thing that you want to do. You so lasciviousness is basically, you said sexual immorality, but what I'm trying to get to is, is it physical? Is it's it in both. your mind? It's both. Because you can, it starts in your mind first, exactly. and then you act it out later, like it tell you in James. Right. So you don't have to act it out for you to be lascivious. No, you, you don't you, have to. You, or just like those Catholic it. priests, yeah, not yeah. just to name a few, those guys sit there and look at those little boys like, oh, I want to see what's under that robe. 
That's a lascivious. Not, it, it it's sounds not funny. funny. It's not but funny, but the face you made. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what they sit there and do. That's what makes it lascivious. Right. Or, you know, a married woman sitting, thinking about what it would be like to be with a woman. Those are all lascivious thoughts. Right. So the next one, it says idolatry. It says, I'm going to just skip a few. Idolatry, idolatry, which is basically worshiping of other gods, uh, having an a image, witchcraft, which is basically psychics, palm reading, actual witches, Wiccan and stuff like that. Uh, hatred. Hmm. Hatred. Where does that work? Where, where does that start? Where, where does it... How do you perform that? Mm. For instance, like... Uh, let's say, you know, I'm... I'm at the train station. And, um, you know, I'm standing there and I'm waiting for the train. And, you know, somebody happens to walk by, whatever. Somebody I don't know. He looks at me. I look at him. You know, he looks away. And then I say in my mind... I can't stand that dude right there. You know what I'm saying? I should go punch him in his face for looking at me. That's hatred. Right. You know, because I don't even know the brother. I don't even know what he was, you know, what was in his mind. So I, hatred starts where? It starts in the mind. Right. So hatred is something that you don't even do physically. Right. Hmm. It says hatred. It, it could lead to physically, which is murder, but it starts in your mind. It says uh, variance. What's variance? Variance? Anybody variance? I know we could explain that very easily. <laughs> variance is basically when you're at odds with someone. You know, variance is like basically, here it is. I'll give you an example. Here it is. You see uh, there's a brother that's excelling. The Most High blessed him. He has wisdom, understanding. And because of that, you put yourself at odds with him. So now you're trying to, you know, here it is, you're in a class and whatever, the person raises his hand, you're trying to raise your hand over him. Or you're trying to, it's like you're trying to be in competition with competition, him. You're you always know. at odds with him. You right. want to fight against right. him all the time. You, if, he's, if he has the right answer, you no, you're wrong, you know, because you right. want to have the right answer. Right. So it's contention, strife involved in the invariance. It says, the next one is emulations, which is basically you trying to, over uh, competition, basically, you want to oversee, be better than the person, or uh, for vain glory. Yeah, go ahead. Also, it's going into copying a person. Mm -hmm. uh, you emulate, you know. Oh, good one. Emulation. Um, the next one is wrath. Where does wrath start? In the mind. Strife. That's speaking evil. You know, always argumentative. Seditions. Basically, that's like. Starting up. Trying to overthrow someone. Right, overthrow somebody. Trying to overthrow government. Soaring, soaring discord, stuff like that. Heresies, which is teaching the evil doctrine. Envians, which, envians, that's on the mind. That's not something, you could actually portray it, and that's how you would have variance with the person, but it's all in your mind. It says murders, drunkenness, revelings, which is partying, you know, excessively, rioting, and stuff like that. And such like says, of the which I told you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what is Paul teaching us? That if you have lasciviousness in yourself, you meddle with it, 
you entertain it, and you mind those things, and you have become of the flesh, what's going to happen to you? You're going to die. Exactly. So is there any different from Romans 85? Let's see. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are, are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So what happens? If you're entertaining sin, like lasciviousness, let's use that one. If you're entertaining lasciviousness, an example of lasciviousness is uh, watching tapes. You know, wicked porno tapes or whatever. If you're seeing two women talk, talking and kissing to each other and doing sexual things to each other, are you being subject to the law of the Most High? No. No, because you were thinking about, you accepting what? Abomination. Instead of having that vehement hatred for it. You understand? So the Most High says, now you have become what? His enemy. That's why he says, ye adulterers and adulterers. He says, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity against God? So the scriptures is teaching us what? That we have to separate ourselves from the wickedness that is involved in this world. From there, let's go to Ecclesiasticus. Chapter 18. 18 and verse 27. So let's, let's read how one way we prepare, we already read, is watching and prayer. There's a few other ways also of preparing. Uh, 18.27. A wise man will fear in everything. What? A wise man will fear in everything. So a wise man will fear in everything. What does it mean fear? It's like I see the TV. Oh, I'm scared of the TV. No. What does it mean I fear in everything? It basically means that he's going to be prudent. He's going to uh, be aware that. What's he fearing? That's what I'm asking. He's fearing sin. He's fearing uh, 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 some sort of lust trying to, trying to come into him. So Not just that. He's fearing also who? The Most High. Exactly. Why? Because of the judgments that the Most High will bring upon him. Remember it says that fear will drive a man to repentance. It says a, a wise man will fear in everything. And in the day of sinning, he will beware of offense. But a fool will not observe the time. So what is it teaching us? If you see yourself, right, and you're alone, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of time in your, in, in your day. The scripture says, idleness teaches what? Much evil. So you have to observe the time. You have to know that the scripture says, if you're idle, what's going to happen? You're going to get into sin. So instead of being idle, the scripture says, in leisure, there's much learning. Remember? In Ecclesiastes 31. That's the time for you to do what? Study. That's the time for you to go, yeah, instead of being idle, let me pick up my Bible. This is the right time to pick up my Bible. Instead of sitting there and you're it, <laughs> you know, and getting caught up in the thoughts. Jump down to verse 30. Ecclesiastes chapter 18 and verse 30. Go not after thy lust, but refrain thyself from thine appetites. Right, so if you know yourself, you know where your lust is. The scripture says, go not after thy lust, but refrain thyself from thine appetites. You might want to do something and you know it's wrong. The scripture says to do what? Refrain. Stop. Just like at the beginning, when you first came to the truth, you still might have had some people, I don't know, not, I didn't have it, but some people might have had still a desire for swine. 
But you say, you know, I know it's wrong. Nah. I know it tastes good. I know it smells kind of good too. But, but, but nah, nah. I'm going to refrain from my appetites. I'm going to refrain from uh, the desires of my flesh. After a while, you know, when you're in the truth and you learn the truth in the scriptures, and as you go on and keeping the commandments, you start getting the understanding of the law even better. Because to us now, we understand, damn, that was filthy. And, and the smell of it even disgusts you. Read on. Verse 31. If thou givest thy soul the desires that please her, she will make thee a laughing stock to thine enemies that malign thee. Right, so if you give your, your soul, here it is, you, you're the one, you're, you have the lust, you give your soul the, the desire that it wants, what's going to happen? You're going to be a laughing stock to who? Satan. Satan's going to be like, you see, I told you, Lord. I to he didn't love you. He, this guy, he does not love you, Lord. He's going to become a laughing stock to the most high. Read on. Verse 32. Take not pleasure in much good cheer, neither be tied to the expense thereof. Right, go to chapter 19, verse 5. Chapter 19, verse 5. Whoso taketh pleasure in wickedness shall be condemned, but he that resisteth pleasure, excuse me, but he that resisteth pleasures, crown of his life. Right, so it says, Whoso taketh pleasure in wickedness shall be condemned. It says, But he that resisteth pleasures, crown of his life. So whatever pleasures that you find in wickedness and you resist it, remember the scripture says in James chapter 4 verse 7, resist the devil and he what? Will flee from you. He will flee from you. It says, shall be crowned with life. That's what the scripture says in James chapter 1. He that endureth temptation is going to be what? Blessed with a crown of life. And the way you endure it is by resisting it. Whenever the thought comes, whatever the sin it is, and don't give into it. Resist it. You go, nope. I know the scripture says so and so. Don't double take. Don't think about it. Well, maybe. Because uh, the scripture says what? The heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. Desperately wicked. If you start following your heart, you start finding excuses to do it. From there, go to chapter 21 and verse 1. Ecclesiasticus chapter 21 and verse 1. My son, hast thou sinned? Do so no more, but ask pardon for thy former sin. Right. So what we're getting into is what? If you do sin, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to ask uh, for forgiveness. Right. You're supposed to repent from your sins. It says, jump to the next verse. Verse 2. Flee from sin as from the face of a serpent. For if thou comest too near... It will bite thee. The, the teeth thereof are as the teeth of a lion, slaying the souls of men. Right, so now the scripture says, My son, if thou hast sinned, do so no more. So like, let's say you were caught up in, let's say, some type of iniquity. You know, wh whatever temptation that was there. And you have to try, you're being tried about it. Now, your job is to do what? Repent from it and don't do it no more. And when the sin comes and presents itself... Don't entertain it. You're supposed to do what? Flee from it as the face of a serpent. Why? Because if, it, if you do entertain it, it's going to bite you. And it's going to devour you like a lion. Go to chapter 5 real quick. Five and four. Ecclesiasticus chapter 5 and verse 4. Say not, I have sinned. 
and what harm have happened unto me? For the Lord is long-suffering. He will in no wise let thee go. So the scripture says, listen, if you sin and you go, well, nothing happened to me. He says, don't, don't be foolish like that. Because the most high is long-suffering, meaning what? He has patience. And if you don't repent, he was not, he's not going to let you go of your sin. Read on. Verse 5. Concerning propitiation. Concerning propitiation. Concerning propitiation. Which is basically giving an offering to the most high. Trying to appease the most high. Read. Be not without fear to add sin unto sin. Right. The scripture says don't be without fear to add sin unto sin. Why? Because no sin will go unpunished. None. So in, for the last scripture is Ecclesiastes 16. 16 and verse, I think it was, no, 17 and verse 25. Sorry. <laughs> so we got to remember that, you know, basically the scriptures, even in First John, it tells us that he that is born of God sinneth not. Remember First John chapter 3, and I think it's verse 9. It says, but, you know, if you do sin, you know, it's not because you're doing it willfully. You're not giving yourself into it. Read it, 1725. Ecclesiastes chapter 17 and verse 25. Return unto the Lord and forsake thy sins. Make thy prayer before his face and offend less. And do what? Offend less. Right, we're supposed to offend less. Not get deeper and deeper into sin. You know, that's why... Like in, like for example, in these last days, you see everything that we go through, uh, the, from the school going into madness and everything like that. That doesn't mean because the school went off, now we have to go off. Oh, that you know, damn, I'm I'm not around brothers that much no more. Uh, there's not there's not classes being taught, you know, whatever. Making excuses basically. Well, they're going the hell off, so I must be <laughs> great in the eyesight of the Most High. You know what I'm saying? If who else is the most I gonna look at? He's not looking at my sin. Cause look at these guys. That's we can't. You can't think that way. Instead, you're supposed to what? Offend less every day. You don't. Verse 26. Turn again to the Most High and turn away from iniquity, for He will lead thee out of darkness into the light of health. And hate thou abominations vehemently. Right, and that's what we have to do. Hate thou abominations vehemently. Like, just like when you, let me ask you a question. When you see two homosexuals, do you hate that? When you see them two kissing and, and getting all, you know, all lovey-dovey and stuff like that? You hate that abomination? There's not a word <laughs> for the hate. <laughs> I find it disgusting. <laughs> and now, you see all these TV shows full of it, I... <laughs> Full of it. Every channel you ch change to, you see these homos taking over. Yeah, it's true. Everywhere you see, I'm changing channel. So, but it's now, disgusting. But now, let me ask you a question. Now, when you see the big booty on the Freak League video <laughs> with Petey Pablo, see that's another <laughs> sickness. <laughs> but do you hate it the same way? Yeah, you have to. Exactly, you, have, you to. have to. So the scripture says, "Hate thou evil." We have to hate all the evil. We can't say, "Well." I hate this, but I don't hate that. Right, you can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. Because Christ wasn't like that. Christ was not like that. So, the scripture's teaching us we got to offend less every day. And, you know, don't go and sin willfully. And also, you know, 
add to your add knowledge to your spirit because if you don't, you're just gonna get weaker and weaker and to the point where you go the hell off. Anything you want to say? Any question? Any scripture? Yeah. No, no. No. When we was going over the the subject on temptation in the Lord's Prayer where it says tempt Let's read it. Romans six and nine. I mean, Matthew 6 and 9. Go ahead. Matthew 6 and when it says, verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I must, I must have had like a hundred breakdowns for that. Okay. Can you explain it? When it says, And lead us not into temptation, and deliver us, and deliver us from evil. You notice there's a... You see where it says, And lead us not into temptation. There's a... What do you call that? Um, comma. It says, but. Meaning continuation, because but is a continuation from what was said previously. It says, deliver us from evil. When Christ says, lead us not into temptation, what is he saying? Deliver us from evil. <laughs> That's what he's saying. It's simple as that. So the temptation right here, you can substitute it for the word evil. Do not, do not lead us into evil, but deliver us from temptation. Got it? Yeah. Okay, I'll pray still more Christ. That's it? I come here today to talk about how I feel. And I feel like that we are treated differently than other people. And I don't like how we're treated. And just because of our color doesn't mean anything to me. This just the way. Everybody got problems, yeah, but we didn't know my way to solve them. Uh, I really came up from the bottom, struggling my mama on the last dollar. Hustling, man, I've been putting in these hours. The government been trying to take away with sours. Really all about the money and the power. I just want to see my people in power. Uh, uh. Tell me how we gonna shape this vision Complaining all day but in the same condition If you wanna make change it's gonna take commitment Some people enslaved by their religion Can't emancipate the fundamental principles What I see through optics transform the wisdom Watch me use my prophets get them all to listen I've been on a mission And I really can't take it no more I've been fighting temptations my lord I'm young and I'm restless And I really can't help it I never felt selfish Everybody got fights, yeah, but what didn't know what good advice was, uh, till they leave him lifeless, another mama crying, it's another crisis, Lord knows we just trying to live right, yes, are you willing just to make the
the sacrifices I know we can't continue living like this And I never sell my soul cause that's priceless Uh, uh, tell me how we gon' make a living Hustle on the block, who gon' save the children? Man, it's on the plot and I'm just revealing The media just tryna make a villain I just take the pain and paint a picture Voices in my head, I hear the whispers When I feel it's way in hell, it's switch your heart Sip the liquor, ah! And I really can't take it no more I've been fighting temptations, my lord I'm young and I'm restless And I really can't help it I never felt selfish before I've been living so reckless, I know Tell me, Logie, you help me I said, Logie, help me